Rainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day or weekend, whenever it is that you might be listening to this. We're jumping right into things this week. Joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast this week, my guest has been tearing it up in the Pacific Northwest as one half of State of Emergency. Earlier this year, I had his tag partner, Sebastian Wolf, on. This week, I have Miles DeVille on. Like I said, Miles has been tearing it up in the Pacific Northwest. He's been wrestling for NEW, uh, Without a Cause, Defy. I mean, he just finished a show down in uh, in Seattle. I think it's Seattle for uh, with Defy. So, I mean, those two have been tearing it up. Miles joins me this week. We talk about, you know, his start. We talk about uh, his time down in Mexico. We cover a whole bunch of stuff, some of the big matches that he's had recently, but it's a fun chat. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Miles DeVille. Now, let's start from the very beginning. Where did your fandom for wrestling begin? It's funny because I've actually loved pro wrestling like my entire life. Like I don't have that like first memory that a lot of people like talk about because it's just always been in my life, probably mm-hmm. because like my uh, my uncle. When I was younger, he used to live with us, and uh, he's a huge wrestling fan, so he kind of got me into it. So, like, the video games are also a huge part of that when I was young, just playing, mm-hmm. like, like WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy yeah. and stuff. <laughs> and, like, and I remember one game I played with him on his Dreamcast. I don't even remember what that was, but, like, yeah, way back then, right? So, like, my earliest, like, mega fan moment is, like, the Hardy Boys and stuff like that, like, the late 90s. yeah. So I think that that registers with a lot of people just by like how much they stood out from everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, you've basically been a fan your entire life. At what point were you thinking that this was something you wanted to get into? Uh, I was like 11 years old, actually. So I, I've only ever had like a period of maybe like two years where I stopped watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of like, maybe late 2001, like 2002, 2003, like I kind of missed that era. And then uh, I never really grew up with WCW. So I didn't see a lot of these guys. Like I remember I occasionally saw some of that stuff and I was like, oh, hey, cool. But I remember seeing Rey Mysterio for the first time on on WWE. And like, I was like, holy crap, like, who is this guy? And that guy was like hooked right back into it and stuff. And then, yeah, I know, like probably 2004, like the summertime, I was just, so into it and i think i just like i remember deciding i was like this is what i want to do like mm-hmm. i'm just like yeah. i remember being like why did i stop watching wrestling i love this shit <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like you mentioned ray and i mean did you get a chance to go back and watch like a lot of his older stuff in later oh yeah years? no I, I go back and i watch a ton of stuff right so like ray mysterio is arguably like my all-time favorite <laughs> yeah. it's funny you go back and watch some of those like late 90s cruiserweight matches like ultimo dragon and dean malenko and stuff like that and they put on like fantastic matches oh yeah no they still hold up as some of the like all-time greats for sure mm-hmm. so i mean you you're a fan pretty much your entire life you decide you want to get into it let's talk about the steps that you took to get into you know training and not yeah um 
it's funny because I actually tried to start training before I was like 18. Okay. I remember trying to like, and then uh, I remember I emailed uh, Scotty Mack, like the owner of ECCW, and I was asking him about it. And he was like, oh, sorry, you have to be 18 to train, blah, blah, blah. I turned 18. I, I messaged him and they were like, oh, actually, we closed our wrestling school down here in BC. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> and it, And he's like, all oh, your best bet is to go to Alberta and train at storm wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I looked that up. It's like, like it was like $5,000 or something. Right. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay. So I like literally like eliminated my social life. I stopped going out with my friends and I just saved up money and stuff. Saved mm-hmm. up all this money. Like, I mean, like I didn't just save up the 5,000. I saved up enough so I could like buy a car and like everything. So I'd be like set when I did it. Cause it's three months. Right. So I was just like, maybe it took me a year mm-hmm. of like to, to get like everything. So I'd have money while I was out there and everything. And then by that time, uh, ECCW actually was training again. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I'll like kind of get a base here before I go to storm wrestling Academy. So I kind of have a bit of experience. So I started training, uh, when it was like uh, the school was kind of affiliated with like ECCW and it's still like the same trainers and everything. Right. So it's like, like Lionsgate dojo, what that is now where they branched off. So it's Nicole Matthews, Tony Brony, Artemis Spencer are like the main people who trained me when I was first starting. Um, And then like, I've gotten a bit with like uh, Billy Swade and stuff as well and cat power. So what were your initial thoughts when you're, you know, stepping foot to, to train for the first time? It's something like I was just so excited for it. It's weird. Like, it's like, I wasn't necessarily nervous. I was just more excited. I also did a lot of backyard wrestling growing up. So okay. like, I literally remember my very first day at wrestling training and uh, cause Tony Baroni did like some backyard stuff growing up. When, and then uh, I took like my first bump and he's like, did you backyard wrestle? And I was like, uh, yeah, why? He's like, oh, because you're not afraid of bumping. He's like, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> I go, okay, good. <laughs> it's funny the amount of wrestlers who get their start doing backyard wrestling because like you, yeah. you'd always hear stories of it and then you ask someone, you're like, yeah, that's how I started. Yeah. Um, I, I'll have to ask about the backyard wrestling now. So like how many of there were you? Like just talk a little bit about that. So it's funny because I remember I briefly lived in this small area of mission uh, here in British Columbia, it's okay. like Hatsik or whatever. It's kind of like this, like right beside this like trailer park. And uh, they were like, honestly, they were kind of like, like these redneck guys and they just would like backyard wrestle and stuff. So I never really did it because I was really young, but I remember mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, it's so cool. These guys are crazy. So then like, we just started doing it a bit later at my grandma's house. My grandma's house uh, was kind of like the place to be in like the neighborhood. We had like a trampoline, we had a tree fort. So we just backyard wrestled with like, it was like me my brother, like my cousins and kind of just like the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, no, we did some crazy stuff. <laughs> I remember <laughs> my brother one time drop kicked me off of my trampoline through the wall of our tree fort. And I like messed my shoulder up pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah i mean like uh it's one of those things when as soon as like somebody mentions like backyard wrestling it's like okay because i think everyone at some point or another was outside the backyard you know 
wrestling with friends and just having fun you know like i remember we used to do it after watching like we'd have pay-per-view parties and then go into my parents backyard and we're all wrestling back there and they're like what is going on mm-hmm. yeah no i it's i've broken so many like couches and stuff like yeah no a lot of broken furniture growing up <laughs> how long after training before you had your first match um, so I started training like, so I kind of had this crazy journey with training. I initially started training briefly in 2014, kind of like two months off and on. And I just had like really bad, like neck and back pain and stuff. Like I had like some back issues just growing up, but like my neck was like really bad and I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. And, uh, I started like going, seeing all these specialists and stuff, trying to figure out what was wrong with my neck. And they didn't know. I remember I got an x-ray. They were like, Oh no, your neck's fine. I'm spending all this money. And like, I remember I ended up seeing like another, like a uh, specialist and he took a, he took an x-ray and he was like, Oh, I don't know. Like, cause he was like, I think we should take another x-ray. And they kind mm-hmm. of found out like, I must've fractured my neck when I was younger without knowing it. Oh, wow. And it healed wrong. So I had to get like all these like adjustments and do all these exercises to strengthen my neck and stuff. And this was like this long process, right? So like I started training 2014 kind of for like, yeah, like I said, off and on for maybe like two months. And then like, I just kind of started going to shows and helping forever. And then Mm -hmm. I like finally got like good enough my neck. And then I even went through like, it's a long story. Like <laughs> I got hurt at work construction, hurt my back when my neck was better. I heard it twice. So it was just like this three year process of injuries. Mm-hmm. And then I started full-time training in November, 2017. And my first match was August 4th, 2018. Okay. And what do you remember most about that? Um, so it was kind of like this, like they, they, this fair show they do in the summertime here. There's like a, a fair in one of the, one of the cities. And, uh, so it's kind of like a place to go and get like reps when you're new. Right. So it's just like a lot of new guys kind of from the area all come down and wrestle there. I didn't even have gear. Right. I think I went out and bought some like under armor tights and like, <laughs> just like the, like, I just look like a scrub. Right. I'm like skinny as hell. Like, um, yeah, so it's like I think I had like three or four or maybe like five matches that weekend. They do three days and they usually do three shows a day. So you can get okay. like I didn't go on the first day, but like yeah, no. Um I remember I hurt my thumb really bad because I got clotheslined over the uh top rope and I just went to like put my hand down to brace when I hit the ground and just jammed it and it was mm-hmm. like brutal. But like Overall, it was a pretty decent experience. A lot of it was just like battle royales and stuff. When you're new, they just kind of throw you in and stuff. So like, those are like, all right. Like they can be fun if you're in there with like friends and stuff. But like a lot of times when you're new, it's just like a bunch of people just want to like chop you or hit you. And shit, so. <laughs> I think I only had like maybe two actual matches. It's like a six man tag. And then I think just another tag team match. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, to start your career, you were predominantly in singles matches, correct? Yeah. And then, I mean, you eventually got more into tag wrestling. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, you and Sebastian Wolf are, as state of emergency, are easily one of the top tag teams in Canada, without a doubt. Thank you. Um, how did you two get together to become a team? So, 
we actually kind of started um there's a promotion here in uh, bc big west wrestling that like we wrestled for a lot when we were like in our first year or so so um sebastian was actually tagging at first with uh, another wrestler uh matt bronson and then in in big west we actually kind of formed a group where it was like the three of us mm-hmm. and that was state of emergency so it was just kind of like us and then like that was just something we did there and then they were kind of state of emergency just the two of them in eccw and then they were supposed to um debut down in uh, everett washington for uh without a cause in their tag team tournament and uh bronson actually got hurt so he had to pull out or whatever and uh the promoter um asked wolf he was like hey what do you think about tagging with like miles and he was just like well like yeah like that's like that's my guy like we've already kind of done stuff together right and like mm-hmm. we're just like close right away like uh with him training in Lionsgate, so it's kind of like a good fit and then i just right away started tagging with him and i was just like this there's something here there's a really good fit like i that guy has a <laughs> a good like he does good at bringing out the asshole in me <laughs> like when I'm, with him, I'm just like it's easy to just be an asshole with him and it's fun right <laughs> Well, I mean, you two, you, I mean, you have such a great combination. I mean, he's got, you know, the size, the strength, the power, you've got the agility, the quickness, but then you can also match some of that same stuff. I mean, it's very reminiscent of many tag teams from years before. Yeah, no, like, uh, we've talked about this a few times. Um, like it's kind of like my favorite style of tag team is the kind of the, the dynamic of like the, the bigger, like power guy and kind of like the, the smaller, like fast guy right so it's mm-hmm. like i gave remember just growing up the brief tag team of like ray mysterio and batista and i was just yeah. like oh this is so sick right so like i, I always love that dynamic but like it's kind of like how you're saying like we can both like 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 wolf can do some some shit like in in like the like more athletic shit and i can like i'm not like small right like i'm almost yeah. six two so like i can do some power stuff as well so we can kind of like go into each other's lanes with that as well. So it's a good combination. I mean, right before the pandemic hit, I mean, you guys were primed for like a, like just a great run. Then that hit. And I know while it was going on, you actually made your way down to Mexico, correct? Yeah. How did that all come to be? Um, so there's a, a wrestler who kind of set that up, who went down to Mexico, uh, Sweet Daddy Soul. Um, from Alberta, and uh, he passed the message on through one of the uh promotions we were in, just in like a Facebook group. He was like, Hey, like, I have like this opportunity where I have a Airbnb, we're trying to bring in like Canadian wrestlers here down to Mexico and kind of like make an impact and stuff. And uh, I remember reading it at first, and I was like, like Almost like this, just like it seemed kind of like too good to be true, like this, like like it was a pretty good like price and and like i was down there for like over two months right so it was just like at first i, I phoned him and talked to him on the phone i was like oh yeah no, he's a really nice guy and stuff and i was just like i remember like after the first day i was like oh i think i'm gonna do this like this is crazy and i'm like it's the pandemic like nothing's happening why wouldn't i right now yeah and just financially at the time it like kind of worked out like really good timing for me so i was just like 
like everything is telling me to go do this. Also, I love Lucha Libre and I love that style. So I was just like, go down there and like really get to fine tune that even some more. So, so you were getting to train down there. You were getting to wrestle matches, all of that, correct? Yep. How much did the training, I mean, obviously there's different styles down there. It's not just the high flying. You do get, you know, mat-based wrestling, submission wrestling and Lucha Libre, but you know, how did it vary from the training you were getting here? Um, it's, it's very intense there. Like also like, it's very different because I trained with so many different coaches down there and they all kind of have their own style. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like (laughs) one coach is actually probably one of my favorite coaches down there, but like, like they won't even let you drink water like at all during the class. Right. So there could be like real strict stuff. And like some coaches are real strict with like the, like the physical exercise, right? Like you're Mm going to do a lot of squats. You're going to run around. You're going to do lots of exercises, pushups, stuff like that. So it's like, I think more strict with that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I guess it's the, the thing with like uh, training at Lion, Lionsgate is like Artemis Spencer really loves Lucha Libre as well. Mm-hmm. So when he kind of found out that like me, Liza and uh, Eli Serge were going down there, he was like, we already do a lot of Lucha training there, like on his classes. But like, he was like, oh, like, I want to help you out. So like, he was showing us a lot of stuff that actually really like helped and applied down there. So like when, when, when I went down there, I remember being like, Oh, like I've done a lot of these things or these drills or stuff because like already showed us this. So I was kind of like well prepared by him for that. So I was like really grateful for that. So no, it was good. I have to ask, I mean, what was it like being part of a 14 man tag down there? Those are crazy. <laughs> That one, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Some of those are just insane, especially because, like, if it, it those all, every single one I was in kind of just, like, at some point get, like, just go into pure chaos. And, like, when you can't speak the same language and you can't, like, call stuff on the fly, like, I started to learn, um, like, some, some of the language, right? Like, I, I was understanding it pretty well, but, like, certain things, like, a lot of the terms I was, I could like kind of relay basic stuff, but like, yeah, like <laughs> some of those matches, we were supposed to have one match that was supposed to go like 20 something minutes tops. And this thing went like 45 minutes <laughs> or something like that, because it was just like pure chaos. Like we did this huge brawl at the beginning and everyone was just going crazy. And I was just like, this is going on way too long and stuff. But I mean, like sometimes it's fun too. Like I, I loved it. There were times where I actually like had so much fun where it's just like, and they have Lucha rules, right? So you kind of have like that first, unless it's like an elimination style match, but some yeah. of those matches I was in, those like big tag matches are like have the first, second and third fall rule, right? So when you're kind of planning matches and stuff, it's like, here's the first fall, here's the second fall, here's the third fall. And we fight in between and you're like, Okay, let's do this. (laughs) How long did you guys end up being down there for? So I was down there. I went down August 1st and I came back October 7th or 9th. So just over two months for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any plans to go back? I'd love to go back. Um, no, I, I, when I, I remember when I left late last year, I was like, oh, I'm going back like next year, like this year now. Uh, 
I wanted to initially go back like pretty soon because mm -hmm. I just, it was kind of like brutal when I left that I was kind of just starting to get some opportunities there. Right. Cause I had mm -hmm. some bookings and stuff, but then I was starting to get actually people like message me and like wanted to book me like solo. Cause a lot of the matches at first where it was just like, we have all these Canadians and we're getting like team Canada versus that match. Right. Yeah. But then right at the end, I was starting to like get booked myself mm -hmm. rather than just being lumped into the group of Canadians that were down there. So and then even like some of the, the coaches were telling me like, oh, like, are you coming back? Because we have some opportunities for you. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, I really want to get back down there. But like, it's also hard because like the momentum I have here right now mm -hmm. is like, it's hard to kind of stop that. Right. So it's like, it's this, it's this battle. I, I know it's just a matter of uh, when, not if. I'll definitely return. You, you talk about the momentum and i mean right now with like new you guys have been tearing it up there i mean new as a whole has been just doing some fantastic stuff in bc uh you just finished facing off with black quebec wall most recently correct yeah so, no i'm oh, sorry go on oh no i was gonna say you guys are really you know making showing all of canada what you can do by taking on any and all comers yeah, no, I'm like, that's one of the reasons, like, I kind of like, don't want to go back to Mexico as soon right now. I mean, it's just like NEW is so, it's so awesome right now, right? Like, it's kind of what everyone in this area has been waiting for a promotion like this, where it's just like, good production value and like, just the way Rob and Chris run it is so professional. It's like, sometimes it's like, I'm like not used to it right because like mm -hmm. independent wrestling sometimes can be like you wrestle in like small venues and it's not like the best or most professional like run thing going on here but like they're so professional like they're doing everything the right way and I'm just like very proud to like get to represent like the area with like NEW and also like Lionsgate Dojo like mm -hmm. I sometimes I like sit back and I'm like like 80% of this card are just people who are either the coaches or trainees from Lionsgate Dojo. And it's like, we just have a really good group. So I like, I, I feel this like pride with that. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I love it. I mean, state of emergency and reloaded. I mean, I know you all four of you are very close. You kind of have grown up together, but I mean, you guys have put on some incredible matches together. They really stand out. Yeah, no, Reloaded's like one of my favorite like tag teams to go against. That that match against them in NEW is like really high up there. It's one of my all-time favorite matches. And it's just very fun. Also, it's kind of like you said, like we're really close and we came up with them, right? Like I would say like like I was talking to you about like my first few matches at like that fair show, right? But that's mm -hmm. kind of just like a show you go to when you get on, right? Like one of my first like booked matches on a show was like me actually tagging in a six man tag with reloaded. So like, okay. it's like me and reloaded versus like uh, Randy and the Voros twins. So it's kind of just like, I've been like close with them since like the very beginning of my, my wrestling career. So very good dudes. It really says something when you can have a group like that and all grow through, you know, the province together, you know, working the same shows, working different promotions all together and like really building as like a family. It adds so much more when you're able to wrestle each other. Yeah, no, like 
even even uh illa tribe right like we just got mm-hmm. to wrestle them down in uh, everett without a cause and uh, i've been waiting to do that for a while because they're another team that's just like really close to really good friends with and like train with so much so it's kind of like you're just chomping at the bit to finally get in there and i really enjoyed our match too so i'm like i'm like hey just just throw the three of us in like a triple threat tag match at new man we'll tear the house down <laughs> it's only a matter of time yeah i i have to ask about the cinco de mayo show because i saw a clip of that uh top rope spanish fly you did and yeah. that was incredible thank you so much yeah no uh that was another really good match and like billy suede like it was wrestling as Chico Cholo for that show. Right. But like mm-hmm. that guy is just insane. And I've been watching him and been a fan of his for years. So like when Rob uh, phoned me and told me like that, I had this big, like kind of showcase one-on-one match. And that's my first time wrestling at the Commodore ballroom. Right. Like I was probably would have been on the next one before like the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just kind of like, oh, like I've been waiting to be on this like platform and like to wrestle at this venue because it's like the best run venue in BC, I would say, like easily. Mm-hmm. Just like a thousand people basically. And it's just crowded. It's like hot every time. Like I've been to so many of the shows to I, like helps and like work like ringside security. So to like, I didn't think my first time there would be in like a big showcase one-on-one match there, right? So like very grateful of that and that's like one of my all-time favorite one-on-one matches i've had i heard incredible things about the crowd that night just how on fire they were and i guess i mean when you have a crowd like that as opposed to some maybe a smaller one you know where the crowd is just right into it it you can really feed off of that eh? yeah no like and, and i think especially because like I really like the 19 plus crowds and kind of with like alcohol because they're just drunk, they're rowdy and they're loud. That's my favorite. That's why I like Commodore Ballroom is just like a whole nother level. So it's like, mm-hmm. and also that's the first time they've been there, right? Since, since COVID. So it's just like, I think the, the Vancouver like crowd was just like hot and ready for like everything and anything that was going to happen that night. I have to ask because, I mean, you are just coming off of uh, an appearance with Defy at the uh, Young Destroyer show. And from top to bottom, that card had some of the best young wrestlers in wrestling today. You guys faced off against the Bollywood boys. And I mean, uh, you'd also wrestled them at WrestleCore not too long ago, correct? Yep. So, I mean, you have these guys who are you know, established, well-known. And I mean, you guys are developing a little bit of a rivalry going with them and being able to learn and build off of them as well. Yeah. What's it like when you're being put in that position, you know? Um, yeah, like, it's just, it's one of those things that like, uh, I'm just like, I kind of thrive under that pressure personally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of like, like, I don't want to sound like cocky, but I'm confident enough in my skills that I want to be put in this position to like either sink or swim. Right. It's kind of like one or the other. So it's just like, like, I I love it. I love that, that pressure. I love that like opportunity, especially with like that show, like Defy is already like the top promotion in the Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. but like that show specifically was like stacked, like 90% of that, like, roster on that card was like aw impact xwwe and you're just like i'm kind of looking at it when all the matches are being posted and i'm just like 
this is pretty surreal to be on this card like for our debut right like and like was, and we were we were supposed to be on it in uh, january but uh the show was actually canceled because of like the omicron or variant or whatever so mm-hmm. like and what's even even funnier about that is like we were supposed to be back-to-back nights in january where it was uh new's first show at the commodore ballroom and then defy so then both those shows got canceled for so for it to work the same way uh here this month where it was back-to-back commodore and defy again was just kind of like full circle how it kind of came around like that so no it's great for that to finally happen for you guys i mean it's such a great opportunity and you know like you said that that defy card i mean you had aw impact all that and it's like it's i don't want to say it's the wrestlers of the future because it's guys who are huge right now Mm -hmm. and you're included with all of them so that that's a kudos to both of you for what you've been able to do so far i appreciate that um i got a couple more for you then i'll let you enjoy yeah no worries thursday um upcoming shows what do you got going on um it's funny because the first half of july is actually like we had such a busy like last two months and then uh i got this weekend off next weekend off which might be a blessing because i have some uh nagging injuries that could probably use the time off to heal because i've just been going so hard and they're not healing at all (laughs) (laughs) so i have uh glam slam which is a promotion here that they do in vancouver on the 16th and then after that uh july 21st 22nd and 23rd uh we're coming out to alberta to uh rcw so we're doing three shows in a row for them and then back on the 24th in vancouver for WrestleCore. so we're gonna have a four day in a row it's kind of like it's nice because like i said that those first couple of weeks are we got, i got nothing but then it's just like boom four days in a row so it kind of makes up for it so got that and then Oh man, I'm bad with like my like dates. I I have them in like a note say, but then I think it's maybe July. The weekend after that, it's uh, NEW here at the uh in Vancouver at the well, Hollywood that, Theater. I think it's like July 27th, 29th. 29th, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I should be better with it. <laughs> uh when what's the plan? Are you guys going to make your way past Alberta after this and do the rest of Canada? I'm, I'd love to. Hey man, like if, if we can get booked, like I'm, I'm down to go anywhere and everywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what I want to do. Like I'd love to go farther East in in, uh, Canada and farther down South in uh, America. So for sure. I mean, cause right now you guys are definitely cornering the Pacific Northwest and really standing, standing above. So that's great. Um, Last one I got for you. I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation, one that you are a fan of that you think the listener should go check out. Is this like just a match in general or a match of mine? A match in general. And I feel like you, you're a fan of some good, talented wrestlers. So I feel like you got some good ones. Oh, like, like on the independent circuit around in, here? Independence or um, like WWE, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, independent here, like go watch any match with Judas Icarus against Travis Williams because those guys have wrestled each other a hundred times and they kill it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, All time favorite match is kind of like it's coming to my mind. It's like one that always comes to my mind. And, and it's it's funny because I was talking about the Hardy Boys was uh, 
this was just one of the craziest moments when I was younger that made me a huge fan was when uh, Jeff Hardy faced off against The Undertaker in the ladder match for the undisputed title because that was like his first big like title match and like he comes so close he almost wins and if you're like like young me it's just going insane thinking like oh my god Jeff Hardy's gonna win the title and like even though he doesn't win it's just this huge stamp of approval he gets and kind of like a respect from the undertaker so Mm -hmm. that's always that's always one of my favorite matches uh for those listening if they're not already following you where can they find you on social media uh, you can follow me on Instagram at miles underscore Deville. Same for on uh, Twitter and Facebook. I'm on just at miles Deville. So yeah, it's pretty basic and easy to find me. Miles, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to Miles Deville for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely check him out on his uh, social media, shoot him a follow, and uh, check out some of his matches on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Thank you to Miles. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GreenmakerPod. Shoot me a follow over there. Let's talk wrestling. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm most active. But I recently did start up an Instagram account for the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It's Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, all one word. You can search it as well. Um, you're going to find a lot of, uh, you know, local pictures up on there, you know, from going to shows, video clips, just a whole bunch more uh, stuff that I can, you know, more media stuff that I can post up on there. Twitter's not, I find, not the most friendly, but uh Instagram, lots more pictures, videos, that sort of stuff. Uh, Up on Facebook as well. Up on all podcast streaming platforms. So Apple, Google, Spotify. If there's one that you're a fan of but uh, I'm not up on, just let me know and I'll do my best to get it up on there. And email. uh, Questions, comments, concerns, grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email and uh, let me know. Maybe there's someone you would like me to bring on the show to uh, talk with. So um, I think that covers all of the socials. I also have t-shirts available. 25 bucks a piece. You can get a very fashionable Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. So let me know and uh, I'll I'll get one to you. Half of all the profits is going to a local nonprofit. So just know that uh, your money is going towards a good cause. So I think that covers everything. Uh, If I did forget anything, I'll I'll make sure that I hit it up uh, next time. But uh, thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.